So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you are having a fabulous day and a fabulous week. I know I sure am. And I'm really looking forward to getting into today's content. And um, honestly, we're, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to just jump right in. So let me give a little bit of context. Some of you who are listening might just think like, Sathya, what are you doing? Having an episode on Billie Eilish. That's super random, kind of out of left field. And if that was your response, then you probably have not seen any of the headlines or, um, I don't know, any of the pictures or any of the media out there that's been talking about this interview she had with Howard Stern, where she talked openly about her experience watching porn, how it messed her up, and all the kind of destruction and dysfunction it led to. And a lot of people in my space, in the addiction recovery space, have jumped on it, you know, and they're, they're sending messages about it and, and talking about it. And you know what? Rightfully so. Like, this is um, really, really significant. And just to give you a little bit of perspective, because maybe some of you are on the other side and you're just seeing it nonstop in your feeds and you're like, what the heck? Like people just relax a little bit. But um, it is so hard when you you believe in a message, right? Like we know that porn is wrong. We we know that, um, you know, affairs and the hypersexualization of society, human trafficking, we know all these things are wrong. They're ethically wrong morally wrong they are just fundamentally wrong and yet there are so few voices actually talking about it and exposing it there's no celebrity who's a porn addiction recovery coach you know what i mean some celebrities have come out and spoken openly against porn like um russell brand terry cruz lamar odom uh chaz smith there's people like that out there but generally speaking you're not getting a lot of really super famous voices that are actually, you know, trumpeting this kind of message. So it's it's a big deal and you just have to forgive us a little bit. We ride these trends because we want to try to bring awareness on a larger scale. But um, th- this is not one of those episodes. I'm not just trying to get clicks uh, by putting Billie Eilish in the title. I just thought it would be interesting to break down a couple of, th- of the things from her interview with Howard Stern that she said, some of them she said specifically about porn. They talked about this subject for, um, I would say, on and off for about 20 to 25 minutes. But I actually listened to the whole interview. It was two hours long just to get some context, some understanding. Because, again, you know, unfortunately, when you're a celebrity and you have a following, um, well, in this day and age, you don't even need to have a following for this to happen. But you can say something and it can be pulled out of context and blasted, you know, uh, on the airwaves. And, and people just get the wrong headline. So for me, I wasn't going to just rely on some Coles notes or whatever. And I didn't even want to just listen to the segment where she talked about porn and was being asked about it by Howard Stern. I just thought it'd be nice to kind of listen to the whole thing and, and sort of get some context that way. So, um, so I, did my, I did my homework and I, I'm hoping it accomplishes two things. One is what she shared was actually really eye-opening. And, and I think that's a good place um, or a good reason to listen 
But number two is I hope it'll spare you from having to go through just all the media out there listening to the interview itself, although you could definitely do that and I, I wouldn't recommend against it. I don't think you have to. It's not like a must listen to interview, but I'm trying to make your lives a little bit easier and I hope I'm accomplishing that. I want to start by just giving some background on Billie Eilish. Um, just so that I think some of these facts will be useful for her. Billie Eilish is 19 years old. Okay, now she has almost 100 million followers on Instagram. And um, I don't know how many followers she has on, on Facebook and Spotify and um, all the different platforms, but 100 million people alone on Instagram on one platform think that this 19-year-old girl is worth following. So you should really just take that in and think about the gravity of her platform and how many people listen when she speaks. Billie Eilish owns seven Grammys. <laughs> I mean, if you think about how hard it is to win a single Grammy, like winning a Grammy is an award of a lifetime. Um, this girl has not even, she's not even out of the teens yet. She owns seven and she's been nominated for another seven Grammys this year. During her interview with Howard Stern, she found out that she was nominated for a Golden Globe. And it was actually Howard Stern who found out and informed uh, Billy and her brother, Phineas. Uh, they record together and produce together that they had been nominated for a Golden Globe for her song in the new James Bond movie. She grew up in L.A. Her parents were actors. And I think another interesting thing that's worth mentioning is she's very close with her brother. So they do all their music together and um, to the point that they were actually homeschooled. So these guys are like just very interesting. It's very interesting to sort of humanize these people who, uh, you know, we kind of just get a little goo-gooed over sometimes and um, fascinating, just fascinating listening to her uh, share some of her life. <laughs> she also talked about, and again, this is just going to set things up for the, the real meat. So just forgive me while I set the stage a bit here. But she talked about how she bought her own house because Howard was sort of asking like, okay, you're only 19, but you know, you have all this money, like surely by now you guys live on your own, right? Or do you still live at home and you write together? And so, you know, they've both bought their own places. And Billy was specifically talking about how she hates sleeping alone. So even though she owns her own place and she spends time there and she'll write there and whatever else, she still likes going back to her parents' place and sleeping even in the same bed as her mom. And Anyway, it's just fascinating some of these things you pick up as you sort of listen to the interview and you're just realizing this is a 19-year-old girl and yes, she's on a platform and yes, she has a ginormous megaphone that the entire world, it seems like, is listening to and yet she's still just a 19-year-old girl at the end of the day. I think it's really important. About an hour and 15 minutes into this, um, gosh, 115-minute uh, interview, they start talking about porn. And Billy was actually very forthright about the subject. There was no hesitation. And in some ways, that just speaks to the casualness that we have around porn in our society today. Um, but I, I really do commend her because I don't think she had to go into the level of detail that she went into. And I want to kind of give you some highlights. And then I want to really focus in on one particular area. Now, the, the other interesting subplot of this interview is that Howard Stern also shared about his experience with porn and he shared something that I'm going to comment on in a bit that was just really uh, just a fascinating statement. Uh, when Billy started talking about uh, her struggle with porn, she mentioned that she started watching at 11 years old, which for all the research I've done seems to be the average age of exposure. Um, some people think it's lower. I've heard as young as eight and some people have reported it to be as high as 13. Um, 
it's probably somewhere in the middle on average. But of course, exposure happens, you know, all around the all, all different ends of the spectrum. Um, now, this is the thing that I think really got me is Billy said that she used porn to learn about sex. So just think about this like teenage girl. She's not even a teenager when she starts. It's not like she gets exposed and she's kind of mortified and she's like, I don't know if that's right or wrong. I don't want to, I don't think I want to do that anymore. And she kind of just gets hope, hopelessly sucked into it. She starts watching porn to learn about sex. If that's not a statement about the current affairs of our society, I don't know what is. Um, now, she also mentioned that, you know, she hates that porn is so loved and accepted because she thinks it's really derogatory. And we're going to get into that a little bit because she really got into some pretty intense content that I think has very much shaped her views and, and rightfully so. But she shared about this conversation she had with her mom because she kind of brought up to her mom, you know, um, so-and-so. She's talking about her friend. Her friend's mom found out that she was watching porn and she flipped out. And so Billy's just relaying this story to her mom. And her mom's going, well, yeah, that's because, you know, like, what's the big deal? And Billy's like, well, I watch porn. You know, like, what's the big deal? Why, why is her mom freaking out? And Billy's mom goes, what? like, she was just shocked. She's like, what do you mean you watch porn? Like, what? Like, kind of mortified by what she heard. And Billy's response was, how else am I supposed to learn about sex? So there's sort of this, this um, thread throughout the conversation about education, sex education and and education really being the thing that drove her to engage in it now you have to remember and and this is why i think her story is so significant because she is representing an entire generation like that is not an anomaly that is the norm people are looking to porn to learn about sex now and it's kind of understood now what billy goes on to explain is that actually she started watching abusive porn she started watching S&M and she was a virgin, but she didn't watch porn unless it was intense, her words. And because that was her exposure at a young age, that was sort of the intrigue and the thrill. She then started to say yes when she was sexually active to things that she saw in the videos, even though they were completely derogatory towards women and just generally probably not good practice. But again, she she saw women being hurt and choked and all that kind of stuff. And so she just thought that's what you had to do. And she actually explained that women in general feel pressured to like those things, being hurt, being choked, being slapped, whatever else. Otherwise, it's so, and I quote, vanilla. So it's, it's just, it's almost mortifying when you hear the account and you're exposed to the harsh realities of what our youth are viewing, just almost a second nature. And she did a, uh, had a little bit of a, a tie, uh, tire, that's not the right word, a tangent, uh, and her brother Phineas kind of chimed in as well, about TikTok. And how TikTok is, is totally hypersexualized. You have super young girls there doing all kinds of things and endorsing all kinds of behaviors. And all of it is, is sort of this attention grab, and it's, it's creating this normalcy to really harmful and destructive acts. What I wanted to really emphasize, and I think one of my major takeaways from the interview, was how important the family culture was to her experiences with pornography early on. 
Her parents never talked about it growing up, her statement. And you can kind of connect the dots. You're thinking, okay, you you grew up, um, you know, you had two parents who loved each other. They stayed together. Um, they they had, It seems like they had a, a reasonably normal life, although her parents were actors, which I would say is pretty unusual. But, you know, whatever, like a normal home. And, um, you know, she's kind of daddy's girl and he's... He's a bit of a mama's boy and whatever, or not a mama's boy, but you know, they, they kind of relate with their parents of the opposite sex uh, the most. And anyway, they, they never had a conversation about sex growing up. And the silence inevitably is what led her to then get an education online. And I, I think it was, it was a really sobering account because it, it emphasizes the importance that we have to, like for parents, you, you need to start talking to your kids young. Like, please, for goodness sake, just do it. I know it's probably awkward and it's uncomfortable, but, but here you have this teenage girl who is starting to have sex with guys that are older than her that are totally taking advantage of her and asking her to do things that are just absolutely grotesque. And she's saying yes to them because one, she thinks they're normal because her parents didn't teach her what was normal. And two, she's feeling the pressure, peer pressure and the pressure from the man himself to, to give into these acts. And she doesn't have the wherewithal or, or the standard to measure the request against. And so she gives in and, and she ends up really um, you know, degrading herself and, and kind of selling herself short. And, and it's why I think she was so eager to actually talk about it because she sees how destructive this has been for her and that she doesn't want other people and especially other young girls to go through the same thing and i mean i just have the most respect in um in that regard for her and i i should make it clear in this interview if you listen to the whole thing she has other stances that i vehemently disagree with i I, i'm not super gung-ho on and everything that she stands for and believes but I was really proud of her, you know, and grateful that she was willing to share about a topic like this because it requires a lot of bravery um, for anybody to come out uh, when you've had those kinds of experiences. Certainly somebody with her platform, though, a mad, mad respect in that regard. Now, Howard Stern's thoughts were really interesting because he, he shared about his experience and he actually made a statement, which was that if we got exposed, sorry, if he got exposed the same way that we are today. So he was kind of contrasting like back then you found a magazine in a ditch, you know, and today you can just get it on your phone. And he's saying if he got exposed the same way, he would have done weird things thinking they were normal. And he was kind of echoing Billy's experience saying, actually, yeah, like if, if I was taught by porn today, I would just assume those things were normal too. And uh, the other thing that he said that I, I just wanted to highlight because um, Howard was very transparent that he watches a lot of porn he has watched a lot of porn and he still watches it and he makes reference to his wife in the interview he's not like some single man who's you know this big time guy and he's just sleeping around womanizing he's married he has a wife and he's still watching porn and he's vocal about it and here's a statement he made that i just thought was so it is such a statement about our society that even the people who are on the airwaves normalizing something like viewing porn, even when you're married and everything else, are making statements like this one. He said, yeah, I still watch a lot of porn, um, you know, whatever, I watch, and then I, I, 
um, I'll use better language than what he used, relieve myself afterwards all the time. And you know, I thought it would end by now. I thought it would end by now. Isn't that, doesn't that sound like an addiction? Doesn't that sound like every person who has had a compulsive experience with pornography and wants it out of their life but doesn't understand how to do it? I thought it would end by now. And here, here is Howard Stern. I, I don't know how old the guy is now. At least 60s, 70s. He, he's, he's getting up there and he thought it would end by now. As if to say, I know this is wrong. I know it's debilitating. I know it's bad for me. And I just assumed that somehow it would go away. I just thought it was so interesting and it was not the centerpiece of the interview. And yet in many ways, it was one of the major takeaways is this hypersexualization of our society, this normalization of pornography and some of the heinous, grotesque acts that are commonplace in pornographic content today are, are actually degrading society and they're certainly degrading women. And, it, and it's, it's got to stop. Billy also talked about some of the, the the double standards that she's experienced as as a woman in the music industry, who's made it pretty big time. And she talked about how if she was a if she was male, um, and she would be you know banging her brains out. Those were her words. Um, she would be considered a whore. Sorry, if she was a female banging her brains out, she'd be considered a whore. But if she was male, that would just be considered normal for a big pop star. And I thought that was a really a really fair point, really interesting. And she also talked about how she doesn't want to date much, and that 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 thing really got to me because I guess um, when you see somebody in the the limelight, you make assumptions that that they are you know very sexually active, and that they are um, probably engaging in more sexual behavior than you'd care to know about, and that they get all kinds of opportunities, and that they probably. Um, you know, treat the world as though it's their oyster and everything else. And I just found, I found this part of the interview to be really refreshing. She was just, she was very down to earth, um, very open and transparent about, about who she is and some of the things she's working through. And, um, and even just her saying she doesn't want to date much and all that. I was like, Hey, you know, I, I really respect that. As the Jamaicans would say, I rate that. I think that's really, really cool. Um, so anyways, these are some of the Coles notes. These are some of the things she really talked to. And I think um, what a lot of people are emphasizing out there is, oh, she got exposed at a young age and she was watching um, you know, BDSM content and that led to her engaging in inappropriate behaviors that she regrets now, that she thinks are totally disgusting. She thinks porn is bad. Those are all the headlines you're gonna see everywhere else. But honestly, if there's, if there's anything that I could impart to you, um, you can get those other things elsewhere, but but from me, I want you to just hear that it has never been more important for us to not just make a stand in our personal lives, but to actually make a stand in our society. That porn is a destructive force that must be stopped and that it has never been more critical for the parents to educate their parent, uh, their kids rather, on a healthy sexuality. Because if you do not have the conversation there are a thousand other conversations that are available at the fingertips of your children and they will tune into them if you are not the first and the louder voice in their ears about sexuality. 
I'm not talking about coming down on them, condemning them. I'm not talking about this kind of fear-mongering approach to sexuality. I'm talking about painting a picture about healthy sex, uh, de-shaming the subject in general, not using pet names to talk about body parts, but just calling a vagina a vagina, calling a penis a penis, um, you know, calling it for what it is, de-shaming, and, and just bringing honest, transparent, and innocent conversation about sexuality because if you do not do that you just don't know what kind of vortex they might get sucked into and unfortunately you know at, at the age of 19 billy eilish is so young but she's had all these scarring experiences and now has to work through them right and has to resolve them and for her to have a healthy committed long-term relationship i don't even know if that's something she wants but if it is she has some cleaning up to do some healing to do at the age of 19 and actually, um, you know, some of the things that happened to her happened earlier and they were happening younger and younger to boys and girls all around the world. And I just want you, I want you to hear this, that this, this interview was not just for women. It's, it's not just for uh, young men. It's not just for parents. It's, it's for all of us, society at large. We all carry a responsibility to control the sexual climate of our culture. And if you and I continue to be silent, if we don't resolve the unwanted sexual behavior in our own lives and correct some of our paradigms around sexuality, we will continue to endorse, to perpetuate, and to propagate a totally destructive message about sexuality, pornography, and all kinds of long-term interactions and relationships that are actually completely anti-biblical and totally destructive to the human heart. That's what I want you to hear. That's what I want you to get. And that's why I believe this was such an important, important um, interview between these two. And I'm, I'm just, I've said it already a couple times. I'll say it one more time. I'm just very grateful to Billie Eilish for being willing to speak out about it. So that's everything for today, guys. I hope this gives you kind of an idea of what that interview was like, some major takeaways. And it was an interesting interview. Like I said, I don't think you, you have to go listen to it. Um, you guys know I'm always honest with you about the stuff that you really should get yourself into um, and, and the stuff that, you know, it's, it's okay. And if you want to go check it out, go for it. If you want to check it out, go for it, you know, and uh, Howard Stern is Howard Stern. He's definitely himself. Um, he can be pretty crass. He's a little bit crude in the interview. And like I said, Billie Eilish shares other stances in different subjects that I have very strong disagreements with. So it's, um, you know, it's just it's one of those things you should be aware of as you go in. But this particular part of the conversation, which I think starts around the, I don't know, hour and 10, hour and 15 mark is really, really interesting and, uh, and very, very eye opening. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I, I hope you guys have an amazing day. And, um, and I, I'll throw a link or two in the show notes if you do want to find out a little bit more about the interview and, um, and kind of what it was about. So uh, I'll post that there. Stay tuned. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sophia again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on your podcast platform. Now, I want to take this final moment to invite you to something that I'm really excited about, our deep clean VIP community. Here's the deal. We saw that in this space of manhood, sexuality, and faith, there are a lot of unasked questions. They range from relationships to sex to male anatomy, calling, career, and everything in between. We create a deep clean VIP for men like you who want regular coaching from me, VIP access to our podcast guests where you get to interact with some of the world's leading experts in men's health, a monthly seminar, and a community of men from around the world pursuing success in life 
and integrity in sexuality. Deep Clean VIP provides answers to your deepest questions, hope for a full recovery, and the necessary tools to make that full recovery a reality. If you're ready to take things to the next level, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and sign up for Deep Clean VIP at www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. The link is in the show notes, but let me give it one more time. That's www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. 